0: Hey guys, and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Mike, and thank you for joining me for another episode of 5-Minute Review. This week, we'll be talking about a film that I never thought in a million years that I would ever actively pursue in viewing, as well as talk about it in the show. So guys, this is a first for amateur Tours because we are going to discuss a chick flick, a full-on rom-com, and that film is My Big Fat Greek Wedding. This 2002 film is the debut of the writing of Nia Verdalos, who actually first wrote the story as a one-woman show and appropriately starred in it. The film was classified as an independent picture because its budget was $6 million, but the film actually grossed almost $340 million in its run, making it one of the most successful romantic comedies ever made. The film, it's also interesting, it's considered one of the only films to make a huge percent based off its original budget. So it had a rough return of over six thousand percent. And this is kind of in vein of, you know, the films like Blair Witch or Mad Max, the original. So what makes this film so special? What makes it resonate so deeply with a variety of different film goers? And so I watched the film to try and find out and I think I have an answer to those questions. So My Big Fat Greek Wedding follows a young Greek woman who is one of the last of her family to be married. After taking a fresh start to her life, she falls in love with a non-Greek, which, by the way, she's the first in her family to do so. And the film follows her struggle to get her family to accept him, all while coming to terms with both her heritage and cultural identity. The film is extremely straightforward in its narrative and cinematic style, and the style is not trying to be revolutionary or unique in its presentation, so I'm not really going to focus on this a whole lot. But this being said, although the film is not pushing the bounds of visual storytelling, the greatest strengths lie in two aspects, the performances and the script and narrative. So the performances throughout the film are nothing but great and empathetic. There is just enough quirky humor but it's balanced with realistic human interactions that give the film a heartwarming feel. Now a lot of what I have to say will carry over into the script section, but I think what makes this film so strong are the actors' ability to play these characters in such a realistic way. With Tula's family being so large and nationalistic, everyone watching the film can see at least one member of their own family represented here, because God knows I certainly saw my own lovably dysfunctional family present throughout some of the segments in the film. Now this, and I would argue almost guaranteed personalized touch, allows the audience to really connect with the characters, for the themes covered in the film are kind of universally shared by all sorts of people, regardless of their situations and upbringings. Now, the strongest aspect of the film is the script, and how masterfully it conveys the different relationships throughout the film, as well as the internal struggle of Tula between her heritage and her family, as well as her newfound love in Ian. The movie is able to laugh at itself and allow its audience to do the same, but what I think makes the film so successful is its ability to treat the audience with a high amount of respect and intelligence. Never does the film treat the audience like they are morons who can't comprehend complex emotions. <coughs> mamma mia. <coughs> oh, excuse me. So instead, the film allows the audience to experience the emotional rushes that Tula undergoes throughout the entirety of the film. The characterization of Tula is also something great because I was rooting for her the entire time. I wanted nothing more than for her to finally find love as well as have her family accept herself and the relationship. I think a better way to let you guys know how excellent the writing of this film is is to let you all in a little secret. So I don't know if I mentioned on the show, but movies don't really make me cry. Sure, I can feel empathetic and sad about them, and I certainly feel like crying after some, but I've never actually cried, with the exception of... Something that Brian had made. It's The short is called Miracle, and it's on our YouTube channel, so get, go check that out if you guys feel like uh, being moved in a, in a profound way. But at the end of the film, when Tula's father gets up and makes a big speech at her wedding, I felt my heartstrings being pulled, and it was a beautifully tender moment between a father and a daughter, a moment of happiness and acceptance. And then it's revealed that he bought the newlyweds a house, and guys, I'm not going to lie, a few tears eked out of my calloused and hardened soul. I think that should speak volumes to the excellent writing of the film. And I would love to say more, but I'm almost out of time. My closing thoughts are that although the film can feel a little cliched at times, it's still a heartwarming, funny, and entertaining film. The film deserves all the success and the praise it has garnered, so because of that, I'm going to give My Big Fat Greek Wedding an 8 out of 10. A solid film that anyone of any age, gender, or creed can enjoy. A must see. Thank you for listening to this episode of Amateur All Tours. Cover design was created by Sarah Jacobs. You can find more of her work at her own website, Digital Adventures. The opening theme, Dreams, is composed by Joachim Carid. This composition was found using a Creative Commons search. As a small plug, go check out both Sarah and Joachim's work. They are really great and deserve the attention. If you want to drop us a line, which we fullheartedly support, please feel free to contact us at our email, theamateuraltourspodcast at gmail.com. Remember, that is one word. You can also find us at Twitter, at amateuraltourspod. Once again, thank you for supporting the show. Stay tuned for more episodes, and thank you once again.